Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Sill, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top of Trangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go, Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. This is going to be like when my buddies Richie and Chris get on the Zambonis and they uh, race around uh, T-Mobile Arena or City National. Uh, we are going to clean up this hour on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A lot about Mark Stone as well as a very interesting day at practice uh, put forward by Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. We also have one-timers with our news and notes from around the National Hockey League featuring an injury in the Western Conference and a signing of one of the four remaining restricted free agents. It's not Nick Hag, but I'll tell you how that could impact Nick Hag's future and a signing with the Golden Knights. I don't know anything, but I'm putting some stuff together, and I think there's a path there that uh, that if it happens, I'll look uh, big. Darren Millard along with... Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. Uh, we also have somebody else in the studio today. Uh, are you are you really showing uh, the ropes there, Chapman? No, no. She's she's uh, watching a little bit. I'm observing very closely. Yeah. Okay. Osmosis. You could introduce her, by the Identify way. Identify yourself. I'm Lindsay Brown. Yes. You were on the morning show today. I was indeed. You were also on the morning show. You did a great job, by the way. You You talked really fast. It was early for me. Don't inflate his ego. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. My brain moves really fast, and so sometimes the the tongue goes as well. So, so Lindsay's going to be part of the Lotus family and Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, nighttime at noon uh, on Mondays, and it's going to be awesome to be uh, with you and working with you on a more regular basis. We've seen each other around the rink, and uh, and you, like Chapman, try to stay as far away from uh, from me as possible. Uh, for different reasons, uh, you, you and I have I never... I let the professionals do their work. No, no, I know what's going on. You and I are rival goalies, and yep. Chapman and I just don't get along. That's basically what it comes down to. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, love that. So great to have you aboard, Lindsay. Thank you. Uh, awesome to uh, to be working with you in this format. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights at practice today coming off their most convincing performance of the preseason, Ryan. A lot of sound to, to get to. Mm -hmm. What they did today was uh, a scrimmage, and then they flooded the ice and went to work on special teams. So mm. uh, there was two teams, everybody, uh, for the scrimmage. One was all NHLers. Sure. And the other one was prospects. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. Uh, a lot of times you're trying to balance that out. It was 110% uh, on purpose to challenge the American Hockey Leaguers. If you're going to show yourself, you're going to show it against the, the best in the business in the National Hockey Leaguers. And then a, a little bit of uh, opportunity for some reps uh, as lines, as defensive pairings with the American Hockey League guys, uh, or sorry, the National Hockey League guys. So they got to skate and uh, and be a line like uh, uh, Eichel and, uh, and Kessel uh, being out there. Uh, being able to to skate in in, in their regular uh, fashion with Riley Smiths and and then you go down down the line, uh, Chandler Stevenson with Mark Stone, John the Marshes also. Uh, that was cool. And then they got into the, the the special teams and the power play, and both teams got to work on their power play, so that mm -hmm. was great. And we got to to see uh, a bunch of different looks for for the Golden Knights on the power play. Three 
and I'm talking NHLers here, three totally different groups. Now, some of the players worked in to, to another group, but three different groups on the power play, which was also interesting because normally uh, in the camps that uh, they've been around, traditionally the coach has two units and you just do those reps over and over. Mm. Uh, Bruce Cassidy changed it up a, a bit today. Well, I think you're you're just kind of giving different guys different opportunities, right? You're trying to look at the way things are uh, configured. And I, I was not at the practice today. I was out at uh, T-Mobile store on the Strip, which nice. uh, was in conjunction with a Jonathan Marsh. So meet and greet, autograph signing. Um, Did you get there. an autograph? Uh, no, he, he is signing autographs uh, between 4 and 5.30. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's you know, interesting in that he's got three units going but i i feel like there's different things you can pull and different things that you can that you can see that might work and different combinations so i i think that in in the spirit of what this training camp is supposed to be for the golden knights which i think is experimentation that's kind of high on, on everyone's list uh, i i like the idea of not just being traditional with what you'd usually do so here's bruce cassidy we'll start with talking about the scrimmage today uh, it's part of the process. You know, we, we had to get around to it sooner or later, specifically power play in that sort of environment where you get consistent reps. The six on five, five on six will come up. Um, sometimes that's done later in camp, but we felt it was a good way to piggyback off a of power play. Uh, so today was a good day uh, to get some scrimmage time in as well. So basically you have three straight days of some level of play. We didn't do a lot of scrimmaging before, so it's just kind of the plan. Uh, the six on five that talks about is when you pull the goaltender at the end for the extra attacker. Uh, they worked on that uh, as well at the end. Uh, as for the man advantage, uh, here are the, the three groups that I, that I wrote down that, that they worked on. It was uh, Kessel, Carlson, Waugh, along with Eichel and Petrangelo. So that was one group. I know if you're driving around, this is a little bit uh, up in the air. Uh, so don't uh, don't take your eyes off the road and concentrate too hard. Uh, the second unit uh, was Carlson. Wah, Marcheseau, Petrangelo, and Kessel. So a slight change there. And the third group uh, was Stone, Eichel, Smith, Stevenson, and Theodore. So a lot, uh, I don't know how many different players that is. Uh, there's got to be nine guys involved in that because there is some overlap. Uh, pretty impressive uh, that you put that many different uh, groups. And as far as working on the power play, why today? Back to Butch Cassidy. Yeah, it's it's about, so the power play for me, I think, lacked a little pace the first few games in zone. And what I mean by that is we're holding on to the puck maybe a little too long, so let's move it even though you may not be generating much or forcing the box to shift or the penalty killers to shift and see if that opens up some lanes. So that was part of it. Uh, chemistry, we mixed them up a little bit. Now you got the whole group on the ice at the same time, not just two-thirds or whatnot. So see how that looks. Uh, you build in breakouts right from an ozone play. So there's just a lot of stuff that is parallel to what or similar to what you'll see in a game. So that was the purpose of it. I think, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, okay. How about that? Going back. I think it was... Uh... 
uh, Adam Hill who asked the the question. But going back, is, is that is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Good. We're we're all on the same page there. Uh, Bruce is awesome. Uh, love the the back and forth and and working with the media in in that uh, front. Uh, so uh, cool that they worked on the power play uh, today. Uh, they also uh, were working on their regular lines, and that's an area where, in, in talking to William Carlson last night, uh, mm. he scored. Uh, he's he's playing with two other centers, mm. and I wanted to know is that is that an advantage? Is sometimes can can it be a learning curve uh, to get used to that? And he said, Yeah, no, everybody as a center, you know where everybody's supposed to be, so it it should be pretty seamless. But as for Bruce Cassidy, the the logic behind putting those three together was summed up this way. Yeah, I, I think they all have good hockey IQ, um, good offensive instincts. They're they're all centermen by nature, so so they probably speak the same language when they're when they're talking about plays away from the puck as well. Ammo has his challenges of getting pucks off the wall too. Now he's been playing wing for a while now, but you know played center when he was drafted I believe he was a centerman so um, and again they, they're going to need to be responsible if they're put in that role we know Carly can do that the other two guys that's a bit of the challenge for younger guys that hey here's your role on the team um, you know can you handle it can you check good players and still create offense so that'll we'll, we'll see how that plays out so is that if the lines are the way we've seen them mm-hmm. and barring Paul Cotter beating somebody out uh what we've witnessed in one, two, three. So the Eichel line, uh, then you go uh, and uh, you, you follow it up with the uh, Nick Wall line uh, and the Carlson line, and uh, and you slide on on down with the four lines. Is is the Carlson line with Amadio the checking line uh, out there with Brett Howden? I think I think that's kind of reading between the lines of what Bruce Cassidy's saying, right? Like, yeah. The, the objective is going to be defense first, and hopefully you can use that to bleed into offense. And, and you you have William Carlson down the middle. He can do that. And I think that's kind of the, the most important thing is you're going to need to establish that identity with Brett Howden and Michael Amadio. You're going to need those guys to be responsible defensively first. And then when they get opportunities, when they're able to turn the puck up the ice, they have the ability and the talent to put the puck in the back of the net. It's not going to be their sole focus and sole job, but it sounds to me like this is going to be the line that Bruce Cassidy is going to rely on to shut some things down. Uh, Checking lines always in the past originated from the center. You had your checking line center. Yeah. And then you'd complement that uh, from the wing. So your centers on this team are Stevenson, Eichel, we have Carlson and Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. Those are the center, the guys that are playing center. Yeah. Uh, we know that Stevenson can kill penalties. We know that Nick Waugh can kill penalties. He's great at it, uh, knocking down pucks. Uh, William Carlson has been world class when it comes to uh, killing penalties and, in the other sense, turning it up ice and scoring goals. Uh, they, they've got a good group of guys that uh, that have have killed penalties. I'm not putting Eichel in that group because uh, he's more of a, a superstar type player. And why would he kill as much penalties as as the other three? But, We're not uh, even talking about back checking. Uh, well, not with Eichel in the preseason. It, game one, we can talk about back. It's so easy with, with Eichel. I know, uh, but uh, you've got a good group. But it does seem like everything points towards. Howden, Amadio, and Carlson being that shutdown group if if they want to go that, that road. So 
Like, does that create a better opportunity for uh, Paul Cotter? In in so far as he's been physical, right? Yeah. Uh, younger players, it, it's it takes maybe a little bit longer to trust their game defensively. But when you look at the b- defensive plays that Paul Cotter's made over the course of these first three games, I think that's a, a pretty large, uh, large focus of what he's done away from the puck that's opened up the eyes. And then scoring ability, the ability to put the puck in the back of the net, yeah. utilize your opportunities. Does that create a more clear avenue or at least a better opportunity for Paul Cotter in your estimation? That's a great question that I don't have the answer to. Um, in the past, I don't know how much penalty killing he's done. Last night, he, he was out there uh, on the penalty kill for a time. So that's that's positive. You you want to be able to uh, work that uh that to your to your advantage if if you can and there's some power play uh, opportunities there as well but i think for him it, his skill set tells me that he should be a good penalty killer mm-hmm. i just don't know how much penalty killing he's done in, in the past and i don't want to start just uh assuming things but uh i want to believe so uh the path would would, would help him out but i i just i i can't answer that right now yeah, I, I guess I was speaking more specifically about five-on-five five play. Like, mm-hmm. shut down line, you're you're going to utilize Howden, Wah, and, or, and, or I'm sorry, Howden, Carlson, and Amadio, right, mm-hmm. as, as a shutdown trio. If that's kind of the task and the identity of what that line's going to be five-on-five, five, does that give a better opportunity for Paul Cotter? Not specifically talking about yeah. penalty killing. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Really? I, I think yeah, I think Butch is pretty comfortable with the with, with those those wingers. Now, if if Cotter continues to light it up and uh, Michael or uh, William or Brett are not scoring, and he's going to move things around and he's going to adjust the chemistry of that line, yeah, then then maybe that's a way to go into it. Now, Carlson's not going anywhere, uh, but uh, if you want to just uh, change things up and give it uh, a, a bit of a, a jolt, then then that might happen. But I, I don't see that path just yet. Although, again, I was cautious yesterday, saying uh, pulling the range a little bit yeah, on no, the Cotter front. You reprimanded yeah. me. It was great. Uh, yeah, well, just I don't want anybody to get too far ahead of themselves. It's the this preseason. Is, uh, That's what this, it exists for. I know. It's, a, it's an ongoing... Uh, journey that that we're on during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's seven stops. Uh, we we've seen three of them so far, and they've been from Paul Cotter's uh, point of view, they've been uh, world class stopovers. Does he play again tomorrow night? Does does he go uh, on Tuesday after the uh, team bonding uh, trip? And then you've got the the final two stops in Salt Lake City and Boise. I I don't know. He he passes every every test, and at some point, I'm going to have to come over to your side, or you're going to have to come over to mine. What's your side again? I forgot. My side is is being cautious. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to leave that. I'm going to have to either make a decision no, or Darren. I'm going to have to come over to your side and and be all on board. I'm I'm on the fence right now because I'm trying to remain uh, somewhat cautious uh, that this is. I don't want two games mm-hmm. that it was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, three games today. To totally sway me, but I'm really impressed and 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 really pumped up for a guy that is a he's a he looks like a hockey player. Right. He's, he acts like a hockey player. Uh, he's 
fun like hockey player. I, I, I love everything about him. I'll tell you this. I'm an agent of chaos, Darren. Mm-hmm. I live for the preseason. It's I, I get I get to be chaos. It, it's it's awesome. I listen. I don't necessarily need to to sit here and like hope that you come over to my side. I just think that you're seeing a lot out of Paul Cotter. I, I do think, and I will say this: it was important for Michael Amadio to score last night. Yeah, it was incredibly important for Michael Amadio to score. Not that he hasn't been doing the little things you need to do. He's an NHL player. We know that he he's got the detail in his game, but it, it's it's going to come down to. How much is Paul Cotter pushing, and how much are the guys ahead of him showing that they are right there and and still performing at a higher clip? The goal for Michael Amadio, how he scored it, going hard to the net, being first on that rebound, it's important things that are going to need to happen if that line as constructed is going to score. You're going to need to go to those areas. I, I thought that you know, as much as we're kind of talking about Paul Cotter today, and it's important that we are because I think he is making the strongest push of anyone that's not a roster player right now. Plus, he um, was on the show. He like he, and, he joined, and us. he was on the show, yeah. and you know, he scores a lot of goals on you. So he's a yeah. he's a good friend of mine. Um, Listen, I think that we also have to talk about Michael Amadio and, and, and the ability to put the puck in the back of the net. And I think he's got more skill than we've even seen. I do. I liked what he brought to the table last year for the Golden Knights. Career high he's, for goals. Yeah. He's going to have to continue to have those moments where you see what he can do in the preseason because it's it's a three or four man race for you know one spot. That's really what we're talking about here. I have a hypothetical question for you. Oh, I love those. Is it more likely that Paul Cotter makes this team as a third liner or a fourth liner? The way the lines are constructed right now. Does he does he break through and bump somebody off the third line mm-hmm. or does he break through and take over on the fourth line? I don't know. There seems to be a feeling that the third line might be more achievable mm-hmm. the way the fourth line is made up. Uh, is that the way you think? Right now, the clearest path or the most obvious path is the path that, that of least resistance, and that would be if Will Carrier is unable to go at the beginning of the year, Paul Cotter, I believe, will be on that fourth line with Nick Waugh and Keegan Golisar. I just well, I anticipate uh, Will Carrier being back then then yeah i would say if if will Carrier is healthy and he's on the roster and and able to play game one of the regular season then the clearest path for me with paul cotter is the third line interesting it's it's not often that it's like that i you know exactly what you want out of your fourth line right and you've got the the prototypical players to do Mm. what bruce cassidy wants them to do I, i i think that the clearest idea of where this team's going to need maybe a boost would be that third line. Because Paul Paul can bang. Paul can disrupt, which is what you want mm-hmm. from your fourth line. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I was starting to get that vibe, and it's interesting because you totally back up that. Uh, Mark Stone was available after practice today. Great to be able to be in the room and be able to uh, turn around. Oh, I also got an update on, on Aiden Hill's new bucket. Uh, I'm going to tell the people what's on it. So that's uh, that's uh, still to come. I know your uh, Chapman would love this because there's a theme uh, to that bucket. Uh, here's uh, here's Mark Stone after going through practice day and a scrimmage, which is the closest thing he's been to a game, mm-hmm. but hasn't played in a game. Uh, Mark talking about 
if he's ready to suit up? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable. Um, I don't think there's a ton of check or tons of boxes to check uh, other than playing games. So um, I'm feeling pretty comfortable uh, moving forward. How did he feel after the high-paced scrimmage today? Yeah, it was good. Um, definitely had to test it a bit. I uh, don't really want to just go right into a game with, without uh, feeling those bumps and um, you know, especially with the pace that uh, tried to try to play with, it's uh, it's tough to just uh, hop right into a preseason game. The Golden Knights play tomorrow night against San Jose, and then they're back in action on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, they'll go from some team building. I'll also be part of the one October uh, uh, events on on Saturday. Uh, so there's a bit of a break in their preseason. So he, does he suit up tomorrow night? Does he wait until Tuesday, or does he play one of the final two games, which are both on the road? Here's his head coach, Bruce Cassidy, on the status of his captain. We're going to find out. Um, there's a good chance he could play tomorrow. I don't want to confirm that or say for sure, but let's see how he feels tomorrow. We've had uh, a good scrimmage today, so if he comes out of it fine, it could be as early as tomorrow. Early as tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a way to, to go into the weekend, to see the captain? And I think it would be not a relief. I don't want to use that word for, for Mark, but maybe uh, a little bit of the weight off the shoulders to get out there and, and play in one of these uh, for the first time since the back surgery. Yeah, I mean, I'd I like to see it for sure um, because you 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 have to make sure that the stressor, is going to be recovered from, right? Like that's that's what you're kind of testing out right now with Mark Stone. So uh, if you can get him into a game, and and even a game is going to be a little bit more intense than a scrimmage, like we all know that. So um, I like to see it happen sooner than later. How many and, and kind of what you do beyond tomorrow if he plays, um, that's kind of up to the player and what he's going to need to be ready for opening night. But I'd love to see Mark Stone in the game tomorrow. And I I'd, frankly, I'd like to see the Golden Knights top six all in the same game tomorrow. I don't know that I don't know if it's going to happen in, in that way, but I'd like to see what a rotation of Smith, Eichel, Kessel, and Marcia, so Stevenson and Stone can do in that type of environment. But we haven't seen that yet. I know. But when you phrase it that way and you think about, okay, we're going to start the Eichel line, mm-hmm. and then you're going to roll over to the Stevenson line. Yeah. And then you might see Carlson, or you, you might see Nick Waugh. Uh, next, depending on on how they structure that rotation, mm. that's that's a pretty good rollover. Yeah, and and I think that it gives you an opportunity again. If you're Bruce Cassidy, like you're trying to you're trying to balance bringing along Mark Stone and building chemistry around your lineup and seeing if how you've constructed your lines initially, your first go, your first presentation of what you think this Golden Knights team can look like, you get an opportunity to see if it works. And and it might not be perfect, but if you've got the building blocks, uh, I think the more opportunities you can see it in the preseason, the better. Uh, we uh, got a good look at Aiden Hill's mask today, mm. and uh, the Game of Thrones theme is is present on it. Uh, there's uh, who who's the guy? Jon Snow? Is it? Uh, is that one of the characters? This, this might come as a shock to you. Yeah, I've I've never watched Game of Thrones. That makes really? two of us. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. No, it just never happened. 
Lindsay's bouncing she's up and down. Ha- chair, she's not though. happy yeah. with us. I wrote my senior thesis on Game of Thrones, and I also have a Game of Thrones goalie mask. But mine's not Jon Snow. Mine's Daenerys Targaryen. But Jon Snow is a guy. On yep, that, he's right? the main guy. All right, so so Jon Snow is on this mask. Uh, there's a dragon uh, on the other. So Jon Snow's uh, got a flashlight or, light or something on cool. one side, and then there's a dragon on the other side. It's all on a brick wall mm. backdrop. Yeah. Uh, with a with a VGK shield on the top uh, of the head and the 33 number on the chin and on the back is uh, some really cool uh, artwork and the initials of his first uh, goalie coach uh, that uh, that he worked with uh, back in the day. So that's really cool uh, of uh, of Aiden Hill. You wrote your thesis on Game of Thrones. Yeah, on uh, gendered power dynamics in Game of Thrones. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to have a talk with Aiden about this because I don't really agree with the with the posterization of Jon Snow concerning how the show ended, but you guys haven't seen it, so we're not going to get into <laughs> Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. We're not going to get into it. Let's There's just a lot say of listeners who may not have seen it either. Who had a dragon first, Jon Snow? That's what I like to ask you. Really? Oh, yeah. It's intense. I feel very strongly about this. So when Aiden Hill plays, remember how when Mark Andre Fleury was in goal, when they would introduce him, he'd have the little flowers how behind the net that's been around. Oh, no, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. Okay. I know what he's so, actually. I can I can tell what he's going with this. Go ahead. Which oh, concerns me. Finish finish oh, my sentence. No, no, no. You you finish it, but I know exactly where you're going. So can we, the production guys, can we have little dragons that spin around behind the net when Aiden Hill's in net? Because they were in the spotlight. Uh, they put them uh, down on the ice. Project them. Project them. Yeah, uh, that would that, be pretty cool. Well, that'd be a pretty good um, emoji. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really Gordon, cool. Just the Gordon, fires. you listening? Uh, Gordon, uh, yes. Uh, they'll be all over. Well, they won the uh, the best game presentation again mm-hmm. yesterday with the yep. Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about that. We uh, did. Win- winning another championship uh, for that presentation. So uh, I wouldn't put it past them, but we may have, we may have stumbled on something here. Uh, but, it, but it's really cool. The mask, it's, it's gold. Uh, predominantly gold uh, with the backdrop and and the the bricks, and you can tell uh, you can't tell the intricacy of the artwork, but it's one of those ones where you can tell the shield and the number. It's it's that obvious even from uh, a ways away. Ashley Weiss and I were watching practice today, and we were both commenting commenting how uh, it looked cool. So uh, the, that's neat. Well, Lindsay, what's in your mask? Well, you said uh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, who's the, one of the main characters. The I, yeah. Yep, and then I have one side with her and a dragon and the other side is the actual iron throne itself i might have to bring it to the rank we might have to do wow. like a side by side we've got a studio fun. audience in here right now oh yeah it's been a, a up, good buddy? show so far i'm just i'm just doing radio it's great it's live radio nobody can hear you but they know that i've got friends now <laughs> i don't know that i'd go that far that seems like we're gonna take a break uh we'll be right back with the vgk insider show with one timers news notes from around the nhl on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. All right. We've got a issue here. No issue. Yes, we've got an issue. Uh, we've got news notes around the National Hockey League to come. But I just want to say that when it comes to the rankings of the best-looking hosts Mm -hmm. of the VGK Insider Mm -hmm. Show, courtesy, the scores, courtesy of... Say the name. Global? Golden. Ah, Golden. Golden Ratio 
face. Why are you saying global? I don't know. That doesn't global, even make global, any sense at all. Sounds good. Global ratio face. Hold on. Golden, <laughs> global ratio sounds good. Face. You work for the Golden Knights, Darren. It does, but I always want to go global. Why? Because there's a television network in Canada that I grew up on. You're not in Canada anymore, buddy. God, you can take the Canadian. I. Uh, uh, oh golden ratio face. Can't so the score is courtesy the of uh, Golden Ratio face. But but here's 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 the issue. Golden Ratio so face has been has been compromised. It's not because, been compromised it's because Chapman and Wallace mm-hmm. resubmitted their pictures. No 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 no. Stop. And Stop. and have different scores. Okay, right. And the only thing it changes is my ranking with Chapman. <laughs> It doesn't touch you. <laughs> so you're fine. I'm resubmitting because Chapman resubmitted. And for whatever reason, you throw glasses on me, I'm more attractive. Okay, here, here it is. The scores that were put out by yeah. Golden Ratio Face yesterday at the 32 head coaches of the National Hockey League ranged from 9.18 yeah. for the best-looking Jay Woodcroft Mm. All the way down to below six, or six point oh four for Peter Laviolette. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, really, really sad. Six point oh four. We want to know where we fit in, mm-hmm. along with an internal ranking. We sure did. Chapman wasn't just one person's idea. Chapman, off his resubmission, yep. which I will go for. Yeah, goes from uh, eight point two five at the first one to eight point four four. Yeah. Chapman would rank the ninth best looking coach in the National Hockey League at a score of 8.44. Look hey at now. you. Wow. Look so at you. I like Top it. 10. Yes. Unfortunately, I, I, I wish Bruce Boudreaux would have finished ahead of me. Yeah. Makes two of us. So you are ahead of the likes of Rod Brindamore, mm. my buddy Dean Evison. Y- yeah. yeah, that's, listen, Dean Evison and Rod Brindamore, those are fine specimens. Those guys are much more attractive Jared than Jared Bednar? Yeah, you're not more attractive no, than no. Jared Bednar. And he's and Bruce he's got Cassidy. He's got Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> what? So I'm not going to say anything. He's the coach here. I'm not saying anything Yeah, no, no. One. So you are ahead of some uh Some, some heavy stars. hitters. Yeah. Stiff, yeah. stiff competition. Yes. As for Wallace, mm-hmm. Wallace originally yep. scored eight point one nine. Yeah, but upon resubmission, upon seeing Chapman combing his hair, picture, and putting on glasses, I okay, is, stop, stop, eight point seven seven. Combing which, my hair, I haven't combed my hair in like a year, Darren. Like let's <laughs> let's not let's not misrepresent the facts. I know you massage, be real all the time. We're not doing that. I didn't do anything different. I just put glasses on. Wallace would rank with his eight point seven seven high up number there. three. Oh baby! Oh, wow. On the best looking coaches, you're welcome. List courtesy of Golden Face. Golden ratio face. Yeah. All right. Golden, golden face. This I'm, is the I'm golden stealing face. DJ Smith's comment here when when being ranked ninth on the list. Yeah. It yeah. hurts. I, I asked my wife, Junko, and she said, I'm number one. I'm going to call my mom today, and I expect she'll give me number one as well. Then I can feel good again. I'm just happy to be one of three. So that's what uh, DJ Smith well, said? Well, he said one of 32, but yes. Yeah. He called his wife. His wife told him he was number one. His mom. Did you? Expects. I'm sorry. Did you just read those as your comments? Yes. Yes. Oh, I just okay. stole his quote and inserted my own. Why didn't you do that when we were talking about you? I just did. 
No, but we were talking about Wallace at this point. <laughs> no, no, I yeah, said no, moved no. on from you. Yeah, I mean, you're old news. It's on to me, <laughs> yeah. buddy. I'm top three in the NHL. What are you talking about? We totally moved on to Wallace. Yeah. So there it is. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. This is Chapman, the worst segment we've ever done. <laughs> Chapman ranks ninth yeah. if his score is inserted into the uh, list of most handsome NHL coaches. With quite mm-hmm. possibly the worst selfie ever. <laughs> yes, I would uh, concur with that. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I'll I give agree. You, I'll give you twenty dollars if you post that selfie. Uh, Wallace would you don't be third. Twenty dollars. I'll just put it up there. <laughs> Wallace, the I've got Wallace ranks third among NHL head coaches with his score of eight point seven seven. I can't hold a candle to Daryl Sutter. It's it's accurate. No, Millard, me. <laughs> How's Darren doing? With a score of nine point two eight, would be the best looking head coach yeah. in the National Hockey League, yeah. according to Golden Ratio Face. Right, you got it. I I would defeat Jay Woodcroft by a comfortable I, margin. You know, nine two eight is interesting because I just I imagined at some point here between when you took the picture and sent it to us like a giddy giddy child, um, <laughs> I, I imagined you would <laughs> massage the outcome to nine point eight two. So you guys have done this process. For anybody that hasn't gone and downloaded the golden ratio face that uh, gambling dot Listen, we're not telling uh, you to do it. No, no, no do I'm, it. Not no. Concer- I'm not concerned. <laughs> we not will not certain. handle. We will not handle you purchasing a uh, virus uh, Did, program. Oh, hold on, hold on. Did you purchase something? <laughs> no, no. But to get all the pop-ups okay. off. Sam and uh, Ash will not help you if you get a virus on your so phone. You guys went through this. You you took the selfie yeah. and then you put it through the uh, the program. Sure did. I kept saying I need the score, and I kept pressing it over and over. I mm-hmm. thought it was, it was there was something wrong with it, but my eyes are so bad on your face. It's right there, yeah. but on I your couldn't face. see. I couldn't see the little because <laughs> I was on my phone. I couldn't see the number. There, so I kept. Lucky, I kept re- I know. How many know, viruses it's a really did you good just? Thing. Uh, it's a really good there? thing that uh, that I'm a, I'm a handsome. Devil. I I don't know if the like both Chapman and I have a hundred percent on our nose. The width. I'll take that all day long. I didn't know. I got a percentages on the. uh, Yeah, I got a. Did you did you not zoom in at all? No, no. To your picture? No, I did not. (laughs) Chapman, you didn't. No. Chapman just thinks you're always talking to him. He answers every question. Well, when you when you oh, I'm 100 percent on my nose, 152.7 below the nose. (laughs) Apparently, like according to this, the insertion points on the corners of my eye are different from one eye to the other. Oh no, they 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 totally are. You ever yeah. knew that? No, I didn't. Your eyes know are that. are absolutely different shapes. I I lost <laughs> points for my scar in the bike accident. Darn it! I knew that. You, was I don't think come you lost down. points because of the scar from your accident, Darren. I, I think you just like lost it. points because no one's perfect. Uh, really? Especially not you. Ooh. I don't like zeroing in too much on that because my eyebrows get all funky and wonky. And okay, now I gotta now I gotta zoom. <laughs> now I gotta zoom um, in Darren's picture. Oh, uh, we've got uh, stoic and serious. As you do that, I'm gonna give you some news and notes uh, from around the NHL. Uh, we got uh, a signing among the four remaining restricted free agents last night or early this morning. It was announced. Erasmus Sandin has uh, inked his deal. It's a two-year contract with an AAV of 1.4. He'll actually make 1.2 this year and 1.6 next year. A defenseman. Very comparable numbers to that of Nick Hague. Mm-hmm. At first glance, I look at this and say, 
Okay, he signs. He gets that deal done. Toronto's decimated by injuries. Yeah, they are uh, on their on their blue line, so they need him. But there's uh, a, a lot of talk in Toronto saying what what that this deal's been on the table for a while for Sandine. Why didn't he just ink it before? So it didn't sound like uh, not like waiting that that one week into camp improved his bargaining power at all. Mm-hmm. I, people elsewhere will decide that. But with the comparables between Sandine and Haig, I look at this and say, it, it may crank things up with Nick Haig. I don't know. I don't know. But if they're that comparable, maybe Nick Haig's agent says, okay, that's that's the last uh, uh, domino to fall for us to gain a lot of leverage. Uh, maybe we'll sign. I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll see him back soon. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think it's the best thing for the player. Um, yeah, obviously, you want to get what you believe is fair market value for your services, but you're also getting into a point here where we're, if you use tomorrow as the unofficial halfway point of training camp, right, where you go through an evaluation period and then you're kind of looking ahead to trying to get everything ready and focused for opening night, uh, you're into that by the end of tomorrow. Um, Nick Hegg's going to want to be here sooner than later. Because he's he's got to play. Like mm-hmm. the only way for Nick Hague to get the payday that he's looking to get, it's not going to happen right now. Because again, I, I you look at those comparables, I don't see it going any higher. Certainly any higher than what Rasmus Sandin just signed for. Um, the only way to get to where you want to be as a player is to play in the game. If if you don't get to play, you can't get that next contract. Uh, some injuries to tell you about: Nico Heischer has a hamstring strain. Eesh. He's out 10 days, or at least 10 days. He'll be yeah. reevaluated at that point. Uh, boy, he's just had weird injuries over the course of his career. Sure has. Trevor Zegras, the guy that's on the cover of uh, the NHL video game. Cursed. And, uh, of course, with the flip uh, pass to Sonny Milano that became the Zegras, even though he didn't score it, and uh, great at the Michigans. He's being evaluated for an upper body injury after taking a large hit last night in the second period of the Ducks uh, game against Arizona. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bad hit, obviously, um, and it sucks. Like there's there's no there's no further analysis needed. Um, I I don't get the sense that whoever threw the hit for uh, was it Arizona, right? Yeah. Um, is going to play in the National Hockey League, and it sucks that in preseason you're trying to. Um, Make a play by going out there and, and proving something, and you take out one of the best young stars in the league. It, so, there's history there, right? Remember last year, Zegras and, and the commentary, and uh, my buddy Tyson Ash, and not happy with the, yeah it, with the the, the hot dogging. What he <laughs> called the hot dogging, uh, the the skill set. I don't think it it involves that, but I there is a connection. I didn't put that. I didn't put that together. But if that has anything to do with it, it's even more stupid. Yeah, I, I don't think it is, but that was brought up uh, at one point. Today. Well, it's 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 a it's it's a it's a crappy play. It sucks that like Trevor Zegers is going to be out. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. They're you know kind of in a holding pattern as he's getting evaluated. But you know the the only thing I'm hoping for in this situation is that Zegers is ready to go as soon as possible because the NHL is a league that wants to be marketable to a lot of different people. And like him or not, Trevor Zegras and what he does and the excitement that he brings is marketable. Oh, you, does your league no good to have him reeling from an injury from an errant elbow from a guy that's not going to play? Wait till you hear my conversation with him uh, on the chirp. Yeah. 
uh, we're, we'll release it here in the next week. Uh, it's just such a cool kit. Just yeah. a really cool. You, you'll you you will especially me will yeah. absolutely love it uh, because you're so strong in this. Hey, uh, one final one, Mitch Marner, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was yep was lined up as a defenseman today I know. in practice. I they, saw that. They've got a ton of injuries. Correct they, they the hockey strategy, and, and, baby. Yeah, and but they're saying he could be used as a defenseman during the regular season. Yeah, no, you, like when you're tr- when you're trailing in a game, Darren, and you need a goal, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes a lot of sense to take one of your most dynamic forwards and put him on the back end. It's great. I love it. It sounds like you're being sarcastic, but I, I think you're being serious. I'm I'm being exactly what you want me to be. I don't know what that is. Now I'm confused. I, are you being sarcastic or are you being serious? Yes. Darn it. I don't know. I, I like the idea. Sure. I bet you do. Of, of playing four forwards or five forwards at, at the end of a game. Why do you need uh, – if, if a defenseman isn't a natural scorer, Yeah. why I, should that defenseman be out there? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I might I be do. on that. Might be on to something. I, I I think that five forwards in the case for the Leafs when they're trailing in a game makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well, five forwards with Toronto Maple Leafs, they you could accuse them of using that all the time, uh, based on on their defending performances over the years. Those are one timers for this. Prove my point. Those are one timers for this. Is it Wednesday? <laughs> For this Thursday, September, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So we were talking oh. about masks and guys unveiling their masks today. I will retweet this, but Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers... His is grade A awesome if you are a fan of the Foo Fighters because his mask features the late Taylor Hawkins on one side and lead singer Dave Grohl on the other. It says heart across the chin and underneath that it has the little Foo Fighters logo. It mm. is fantastic. No other way to put it. It's it's amazing. I love the Foo Fighters. I know a lot of people out there also love the Foo Fighters. Carter Hart. Obviously a massive Foo Fighters fan. And I know there's probably been guys in the past. I don't know. Darren, you'll probably correct me. But an an ode to music is, is, I love that. I I love a guy who's willing to put like his musical tastes on his mask because I think it shows a lot of personality. It'd be way better if he put somebody that he totally disliked on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Chadman. Yes. What would you put on your mask? Music. Music only. Bob Marley. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Um, Tracks for you. Can we uh, can we get to the signing? Yes. Can, do you want to do you want to announce that because it's your segment? Sure. The Golden Knights have signed someone we I think we talked about <laughs> earlier in the show, Joe Fleming. I thought you were stopping there. The Golden <laughs> Knights have signed somebody. Oh, it would have been great. The Golden Knights the Golden have signed Knights someone. Signed a guy. Yeah, oh. a guy. I don't know who, but Goodness they've gracious. signed the guy. So look it up. No, they've signed Joe Fleming, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a guy who was very popular in in training camp and development camp and rookie camp to a three-year entry-level contract. So congratulations to Joe Fleming. See what I would have done there is I would have been the Golden Knights signed defenseman, Joe Fleming. You have to do it in your in your Gary Bettman voice, no, though. No, 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 no. no. The defenseman <laughs> part is the important part. He led the USHL 
in penalty minutes. 202. Ooh, a lot of penalty minutes. I like that. Yeah, he's not shy. No, that's cool. That's not fun. shy in any any way. He's not shy. He's awesome. He's a talker. Mm-hmm. He's right out there. He'll bang. He'll crash. He'll chirp. He gets right into it. Yeah. Will he run the goalie? Uh, he, he he's had contact with goalies. We got to get him out there with you. That uh, that would be mean. Well, what a show today, boys. Kind of a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would run me. For sure he would run me. Mm-hmm. And then he'd chirp you, which would Anything be even better. Anything to make the team. I'm a pretty good chirper. I have, and when I get angry, when I get snippy, mm-hmm. I'm even better. Yeah, but it's hard to chirp from and the I get, back. And I get mean. Oh, I've done that before, too. <laughs> I've been leveled and punched before. He was chirping us when he fell over in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> He's so mad. Nobody reached out to catch me. I wasn't going to catch you. The, you, was you, had, there. you had five full minutes to fall down, Darren. You had five minutes to course correct, and you couldn't do it. It was a very slow fall. Yes, it's it like was. It's like skydiving. You're you ever skydive where you go through the free fall and then no. you pull the cord? No. And it's like, oh, this is going to take forever to get down. Never done that. That's what uh, that was like. I, and I haven't even skydived. I've just talked to a lot of people that have. Like Chapman's sources. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>